the slap. If I slapped you in the face, it would hurt. I mean, it would sting like really bad. And I can turn right around after slapping you and ask you to forgive me. And hopefully you would forgive me. Hopefully you would not slap me back or worse, beat me to the ground. But one thing's for sure, if you did forgive me, and then obviously I would be just so thankful that you forgave me, it doesn't take away the sting or the pain of that slap. You may forgive me, but you will always remember that that happened. You'll remember that I did that. Forgiveness is a great thing. Forgiveness is something that we all have to have. It's one of the greatest things that you could do in your life is to forgive somebody. But if we don't forgive, sometimes we carry around a grudge. It's like a cactus that you hold in your hand, the needles, the little sticklies of the cactus pierce your skin and hurts. And even though you forgive... It just doesn't seem to go away. You always have that memory of what happened. We can forgive, but obviously we don't have the power as as God has the power to remove those things from our memory. This is James Maroney. Uh, I just want to think something through with you today. Uh, It's been a while since I've done a podcast. Um, But I just, I was thinking about something just really for me, the theology of forgiveness just the, the theology of it. What is, what is behind forgiveness? And what is behind the acts of forgiveness and what it all means? When you think about it, Jesus was asked in Matthew chapter 22, Master, which is the great commandment in the law? Jesus replied by saying, well, you have to love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. And that's pretty safe to say that's everything. He says, this is the first and the great commandment. But then he says something that just really shocks me. He says, the second is like unto it. Now, if we just go back just to verse 36, he was asked, Master, which is the great commandment. That's singular. He was not asked, Master, what are the great commandments of the law? See, we we want to know what is the one thing and the only thing we can do because we don't really plan on doing a lot, a lot of the other stuff. Um, and even if we plan on it, we're also going to set up in our minds for failure. We're going to set up that there's a possibility that we may not be able to adhere to all the other stuff. So give me the one that's going to get me through heaven's gates. That's the one that I want, right? So they said, what is the great commandment? Jesus says, okay, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. But then Jesus does something amazing. He brings in a second commandment. It's one that they did not even ask for. It's one that they were not even expecting uh, to hear about, but he brings in another commandment. He says, the second is like unto it, meaning that even though it's a second commandment, Jesus is saying it is equal with it. They are one and the same. The second is like unto it. First one is love your God. What's the second one? 
Thou shalt love your neighbor as yourself. Love your neighbor as thyself. And then he says, on these two commandments, hang all of the law and the prophets. Now, what in the world, honestly, does this have to do with forgiveness? Well, nearly everything. First, you need to love God because he forgives and he has forgiven you. Second, you need to love your neighbor as yourself. Now, I'm just going to be honest with you. For most of us, that is very easy to do when your neighbor fits your friend profile. But what if he doesn't? What if your neighbor does not fit your friend profile? What, what if your neighbor makes a mistake? What if he wrongs you? What if he, what if he hurts you? Then do you, do you break the second greatest commandment? Or better, the second commandment that is like unto the first? See, they asked for, for one, but Jesus gave them two because they are linked. In Matthew chapter 6, Jesus said, For if ye forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if ye forgive not men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. And immediately after, he teaches us to pray. He teaches us to forgive. In the Word of God, immediately after Jesus teaches us to pray, he teaches us how to forgive. Because we know that if we love God, we're going to pray to God, right? We're going to pray to him. We're going to communicate with him. But if genuine love is there, then guess what? Forgiveness will be there also. Now, it doesn't mean that we're all dumb to things that go on around us. It means that often we pretend that we know things until we actually have to play them out in our lives. We walk around and we say, yeah, you know, I need to be a forgiving person. And you know, I, I don't have a problem. If someone wrongs me, I'm going to do the Christian thing and I'm going to forgive them. But then comes the slap, the slap in the face that immediately calls upon the theology of forgiveness to play out in our lives. To understand that theology, you have to understand what lies beneath that appeal. So I think that it might be good for us to lay down some very foundational elements of forgiveness that come up out of Scripture as Jesus teaches us, that compels us to forgive from the standpoint, not of our power, not of our ability, because on my own, I do not have the ability to forgive as I should. On my own, I don't have the power to forgive as I should. But based upon the standpoint of God's authoritative word. Did you know that in the word of God, that Jesus made some very serious statements that, quite honestly, bring shock and awe to so many people, and that's why they don't want to read it. Number one, it, it is not murder alone that's forbidden by the sixth commandment, but it's a lack of forgiveness. It's not murder alone which is forbidden by the sixth commandment. It's a lack of forgiveness. See, the sixth commandment says, thou shalt not kill. Kill what? Anything? People only? Right? 
thou shalt not kill. Obviously, thou shalt not kill another person. But see, that's just a very, uh, a very thin statement that really could have a lot more content poured into it to fill it up. And for that content, we have to remember Matthew chapter 5 and the words of Jesus himself, who said in Matthew 5 and 21, he said, Ye have heard that it was said by them of old time, Thou shalt not kill, and whosoever shall kill shall be in danger of the judgment. And here, and here go in typical Jesus fashion, here goes Jesus. You ask for one thing, but I'm going to give you something else. Jesus said, But I say unto you that whosoever is angry with his brother without a cause, and that's important, shall be in danger of the judgment. And whosoever shall say to his brother, Raka, shall be in danger of the council. But whosoever shall say, thou fool, shall be in danger of hellfire. He goes in to say, therefore, if thou bring thy gift to the altar, and there you remember that that your brother has ought against you, or you remember that your brother has a problem with you, not that you have a problem with your brother. But if you remember or think about, oh, you know what? My brother has a problem with me. Something I've done, something I've said, he's got an issue with me. Here's what Jesus says. Jesus says, leave your gift before the altar. In other words, don't put it on the altar yet. Don't don't even take the time to put it on the altar yet. But leave your gift before the altar in front of it. You're not you're not going through the motions yet. Go your way. First he says, be reconciled to your brother. Then come and offer your gift. In other words, when God said you shall not kill, he also meant you shall not hate. You shall not hold malice. You shall not be angry without a cause. You shall not carry wrath. Do not have a desire for revenge. Do not seek vengeance. You shall not exhibit a lack of forgiveness. Why? Because these are the things that can and often do lead to murder. And I know you're thinking, oh yeah, you have lost your mind now. So you're saying if I don't forgive somebody that, I, that I'm going to end up murdering somebody? No, no, I'm not saying that at all. But I'm saying that these things in the heart of an individual that do not get resolved, these are the types of things that do lead to murder. And God also forbids that. But I think also importantly, we have to point out that he will not receive any offering on our altar, the altar of our lives, until we have cleared up the problem. The theology of forgiveness then really begins with the Ten Commandments. We are not only not to kill, but we are not to entertain any kind of emotions that ultimately end up taking someone's life as that extreme end. How can I how can I dispossess myself of some of these attitudes of anger and hostility and unforgiveness and revenge? Well, in the first place, I have to take a moment when someone slaps me. I have to think it through. See the one that you won't forgive as the creation of God. You didn't create that person because, again, that person's not in your friend profile. And even if they once were, 
the moment someone wrongs you, they are no longer in your friend profile. But you have to understand that you didn't create another human being. You did not create that person. You did not make them what they were because if you had that power, everybody would be like you and everybody would like what you liked. Everybody would hate what you hated and everybody would make you feel as comfortable as possible. You have to understand that Jesus chose Judas knowing that Judas would betray him. But Jesus chose Jesus. Jesus, excuse me, Jesus chose Judas because he was a part of the plan. He was a part of the plan and Jesus loved him. That person that wronged you, he's a part of the plan. Well, what's the plan? The plan may be to teach you how to forgive to teach you how to obey the second greatest commandment, the one that basically is the second commandment that is like unto the first, and that on those two commandments hang all of the law and prophets. One is not higher than the other. If you imagine those commandments as nails, because that's the reference, it's not the first nail being the first commandment and everything hangs on it, and the second nail is just below it. Oh, no. No, they're side by side, driven into the wall, and everything hangs on those two commandments. Let me encourage you today that if someone has slapped you, if someone has wronged you, if somebody has offended you on your job, in your family, in your relationships, I know it's hard. I'm not even going to ask that you pretend that it's easy. But think it through before you allow that cactus to grow in your life, that grudge that you're going to carry around that's going to prick you all the days of your life. Learn how to forgive. See that person as a creation of God. God knows He created them. And maybe this situation, as horrible as it is, was put in your life to teach you something and to make you better. This is James Maroney. This has been Let's Think This Through. And I hope and pray today that you do just that. Think it through. Learn how to forgive. Ask God to help you with the theology of forgiveness in your life. God bless. Have a great day.